You are listening to The Bob and Kevin Show with Bob Badybar and Kevin Gieszewski. Each week we cover relevant tech and social issues related to technology. Our website is bobandkevin.show. And our episodes can be found virtually on any podcast network. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Bob and Kevin Show. intro music you know still new at this hey kevin so bob question for you hopefully i have an answer what does aoc ted cruz and elon musk have in common they are all um interested to see what shenanigans went on behind the scenes with this recent uh people storming the markets yeah, so I thought you were going to say the capital, but yes, the markets. <laughs> so no, yes. but it's interesting. Um, the storming the markets, storming the capital kind of thing. Uh, I think it's kind of fairly similar esque without the violence and the destruction. Would that be a fair thing to say? Um. Well, let's let's talk through it. So I, I know we're kind of just diving right in. Um, so. Let's, I guess, set the table for what's going on. And it's on a lot of the media and it's in the news cycle. Um, maybe it'll be gone after this week or whatnot, but it's currently in the news cycle. And what it is, is a group of independent, just regular Joe's schmoes, Joe's and Jane's investors on a Reddit or on a subreddit. And they are basically forming their own union, if you will. And turning individuals into larger buying power and forcing the price of stock to rise. Um, not just any stock, it's GameStop, BlackBerry, and AMC. Let's Those three, at least. Well, and so let's start I think there. that's definitely going to expand, though. But oh, my yeah. question is, is, so this is obviously Bob and Kevin's show, baited questioned, Kevin. Is this any different than what hedge fund operators have been doing for the last couple decades, maybe? When have hedge funds when did hedge funds come into favor with the investing world? That I don't know. But what I will tell you, there's a lot of layers to this onion, and we're gonna go through each one because yes, hedge funds are they have a ton of buying power. They can do a lot more things that uh, we can't do as individual investors, just sheer number of money connections and all that. And when these subredditors get together and kind of like gang up, they, they can pool their money, if you will, but just pooling their money isn't what to put these hedge funds at risk. It's something else, Bob, do you want to take a guess at what that something else is? Well, it's not the, it's not the aspect of them pooling the money. The thing is with hedge funds is they're doing a short sell bet and they're borrowing money to buy the stock that they bought initially or whatever the order is that they placed at for the, and eventually those orders come due. And if they thought the stock was a dollar when they placed the order and it turns out it's $500 when the order comes due, that damages their bottom line significantly. Yes, and let's go through the mechanics because you were mostly right. I would say let's 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 <laughs> update a little just bit like of me, it. I think myself, just like a lot of people out there, uh, in the last 
couple weeks have been learning at a very rapid pace and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to stumble at some points. Yeah. And I'm no expert either. So I'm, I'm totally, <laughs> I'm totally not in a position of authority, but I've done my, my internet uh, sleuthing. So, well, hey, before yeah. we get into the mechanics, um, obviously we're going to be talking about uh, hedge funds and uh, subreddit trading and the technology implications behind that and the social implications behind it. But can we do Josh a solid and maybe throw in the read for the Bob and Kevin show before we Absolutely. get too far into today's episodes? Absolutely. Now the question All right. is, is... I'll do it. Since I teed it up, I'll do it. There you go. I no is longer that, have a is question. Is that fair? Yes. <laughs> yes, I knew, I knew that was coming. So today's episode of the Bob and Kevin show, just like all the past handful or more episodes, I don't know, we're probably going on a few months now, is brought to you by Beatty Bar Media. And Beatty Bar Media, that's B-A-T-Y-B-A-R-R dot media, is our show's editor, producer, all-around great guy, uh, Josh. He runs the company and Beatty Bar Media is an editing and production com- production company. Wow, I can't do production. <laughs> production. I think I got stonks on the brain. <laughs> That'll come up later in the episode, I'm sure. GameStock. <laughs> yes, GameStock, stonks. Beatty Bar Media is an online editing and production company that specializes in music, podcast production, video services, and works with creators of all kinds. Their services will save you time and stress on all kinds of projects. In fact, the primary reason that the Bob and Kevin show uses Beatty Bar Media is because we were getting bogged down with all the post-show recording production, the artwork, the social media posting, the editing, uh, you name it. It really took away from the experience of doing the show. And Josh and Beatty Bar Media came in and took all that away from us and has left us feeling light and creative and dedicated. Um, so that's really what Beatty Bar Media does for us. And listeners of the show, since we enjoy working with Beatty Bar Media so much, Josh at Beatty Bar Media is offering a 10% discount for listeners of the Bob and Kevin show. So if you were looking for an editor, producer, engineer, if you go to www.bty-barr.media, that's M-E-D-I-A, slash BK show, and fill out a little project request form, you're going to get 10% off your first project with Josh. So again, that's www.bty-barr.media slash BK show for 10% off. And uh, I'm sure Josh is going to love editing this episode because I was teasing this in our family chat the other night and he was like, Ooh, I got a thousand dollars. Where should I throw it? I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe we jump off there. Let's get back to some of the the technical aspects that you were going to share the. All right. So mechanics, I think is what you said. Yeah. So just, you kind of roadmapped us a little bit. We're going to, tie this to technology and whatnot. And it's with GameStop and Reddit and Robinhood, the app. So let's define what a short sale is, but let's do it through a little bit of role play. Bob, you're going to play a broker in this situation, and I'm going to be the one who wants to sell some stock short. Sound good? Wait, I have to go back and slick my hair and put a tacky (laughs) suit on. Nope, go ahead. Whatever you got to do. So (laughs) let's say you own 100 shares of the Bob and Kevin show stock and um, it's currently trading at $10. So let's make the numbers pretty easy. What I can do 
And hundred shares, ten dollars. Got it. I can say, hey Bob, I want to borrow all borrow is the word all hundred shares from you at ten dollars. What do you think? Well, because that's the price that it's listed at right, right now, right? Right. So actually, the price the price is actually immaterial. So Bob, can I borrow a hundred shares of Bob and Kevin show stock from you? Sure. You have, if you okay, good. Because if you said no, this would be a really short podcast. So so you're going to give me a thousand dollars right now? No, I'm not going to give you anything. Um, oh, because so you're borrowing them. That's I'm right. borrowing. So keyword. However, because you're like, I'm not just going to give you these for nothing. I want a fee. I want a rental fee. So basically, you can rent the stock, or I can rent the stock from you, if you will. Um, so I'm going to get those 100 shares from you, and I'm going to give you, let's call it 100 bucks for your trouble. But I've got to return these to you on a given date. So we can negotiate the date. Let's call it a month from now. Does that sound good? Okay, a month from now, you're going to give me my 100 shares back. Right. No matter what they're worth at the time, you get 100 shares back, for better or for worse. So as a short seller, what I do is I immediately sell them. I take your $100 or 100 shares, and I sell them right now. And I put $1,000. But $1, you sell them for 10 bucks. Yes. Because, well, whatever okay. it's trading at right now, which is right. what we're calling it $10. Okay. So I put $1,000 in my pocket. If, if this were, if I were renting a car from you, I just sold the car. I, I, I borrowed from you is basically what happened. And I owe you that car back later, right? So um, so if we stick with stocks, I now have $1,000 in my pocket and I have no shares. But I owe you 100 Bob and Kevin show shares in one month from right. now. So... I'm betting that in one month from now, let's call it 29 days from now, that stock's going to be $2 a share. I go take my $1,000 and go, hey, I'll take 100 of those shares. I've only got to drop 200 on those. I give you your $100 or your 100 shares back, and then I pocket the $800 difference. So that is a classic short sale. Does that make sense? Yes. So so what did you get but as I a broker? But I set the call time, though. Do I set the call time as the broker? Like I'm the one that says in 30 days or do you as yeah, the well, buyer? We have to agree on a time. Okay. When, so will, when okay. will we do this? Yes. And so you get your hundred shares back. And so you still have a hundred shares. They're only worth, you know, $200 now because they're only $2 a share. However, you made a little bit of fee on it. You know, you've got, you made the $50 I said for renting those. So you're in the long game. You're like, yeah, I know. They went down, but you know what? I was going to hold on to him anyway. I made the $50 on Kevin, but I was going to hold on to him anyway. Because I think in the long term, well, Bob thinks well, in the long term, they'll end up going up. Right. But you're buying them because you think slash no or slash yes. control that they're going to go down. Is, is yes. that fair? So that's, that's the happy case for Kevin. I borrowed them from you. I sold them and I gave them back to you, but I made profit on it. So it's so, uh, that's how, how you do, short how sell. do you how do you how do you know that it's going to go down? You don't. It's a bet, just like you said. So you're expecting this company to just do really bad in the next thirty days, essentially, and their stock but, value will keep going down. But is it a gamble? Yes. Or yes, is it, it a calculation? Well, yes. But so what I'm reading, which might be a little different than what you're reading. I mean, I know you're walking us through what a typical one is. But what I've been reading is that these hedge funds that will do this short sell behavior will watch, investigate, research, 
and only go after ones that feel like pretty safe bets to them. A yes. la a GameStop. It's still a risk though, but they're looking yeah. for Oh, it's always a risk. The chum in the water, the sharks are like, ah, GameStop. Ah, AMC. Yeah, that's the one you want to short because they're gonna be done soon. So that's so I just gave you the scenario of when I made money. But the inverse could happen. Bob owned a borrow hundred shares of Bob and Kevin shows stock from you at, you know, it's currently trading at $10. You're like, okay, give me 50 bucks and I want them back in a month. Well, we had a breaking or the Bob and Kevin show got super popular on uh, all their media outlets. And now their stock is Spotify (laughs) and their, uh, their stock actually doubled. It's $20, but um, guess what happened? I sold those a month ago, 29 days ago. Now you're like, I need my hundred shares back. And so what I got to do is I got to go with the market and buy them for whatever they are. And so right. if they're $20, I just spent $2,000 so I could give you your stuff. I lost $1,000 on us plus the $50 I gave you to rent the damn things. So that's when it goes bad. However, it gets even worse for a short seller. Would you like to know more, Bob? Yes. How does it get worse? I mean, you already got to buy the stocks back at twice their price. That's got to suck. Yes. Uh, so that's uh, one situation. The other situation is, is when you are on the losing side of things and you go out and you buy more shares, what does the stock price do, Bob? It goes up. Right. And if there's so many hedge funds out there going, holy shit, we're going to take a bath in this. Go ahead and buy them now so we don't keep losing more and more money as it goes up. It's called a short squeeze. And then it gets even worse than that. There could be no shares for you to buy all the Bob and Kevin shares are, are are bought up. Nobody's selling. What do we do? Oh, so if nobody's selling, right. Because so everyone's holding. So you just can't push button, make new shares. So yeah, so you're... Right. So what and if you don't have enough shares when the call comes? I'm sure there's a lot of fine print in the contract you made me sign. <laughs> so not only did I owe you the $50 fee for rental, now that I can't actually produce them... I'm sure there's a penalty and I'm sure it's not fun. Well, I think it's called theft. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm sure that there's some regulation that governs this exact situation. So in a, in a short sell situation, when the market basically is shorting a bunch, all these head fungers are shorting GameStop a bunch. And now they all start losing their asses because the subreddit group called wall street bets has inflated the price. These hedge funds go, wait a second. I've got these calls coming due. I could I could cut my losses today and buy some at the inflated price or gamble that this will all just work out right before my call comes due or could be even worse. So they're in a really shitty spot, <laughs> the hedge funds. Somebody lost seven was it 70 million or 120 million? wonder if they, if you can buy insurance for something like this, you know, if you lose a lot of money, can you, can you insure against that? But go ahead. Well, I'll say, here's the question that I had with my limited amount of research into this. I couldn't tell if the subreddit users were intentionally driving up the price to hurt the hedge funds, or is this part of a culture. So I was reading that article on CNN that you shared with me. Is this just part of a high risk Reddit subculture that, I mean, I think that, it's a, that whole 
that whole thing exists just to like almost post your loss porn, right? <laughs> yeah. So a little bit of the culture of this Wall Street uh, bets group is it's like this uh, irresponsible behavior type group of bet it all. You only live once. Show us your failure porn. Basically, show us a screenshot of you losing two hundred thousand dollars in an afternoon. You know that people apparently get off on this sort of thing. So there's a lot of kind of like weird 4chan sort of parallels here and they're very crass and, and stuff like that. But the interesting thing is, yeah, I think they're trying to put it to the hedge funds because I think what the hedge funds people are doing is they're losing uh, sight of their fundamentals too. They're going, Oh, well it's just a short all day long. Cause there's, you know, you know, this is a sure bet. And somebody looks at that and goes, well, if I'm an individual vet investor, they're right. I, I can't do anything to adjust the price enough to change that but if we team up together and pool all of our money and drive the price up not only do we get them to notice we get them to start bailing on their shorts and then when they start bailing on their shorts right it drives the price up even further because now you've got all these hedge funds going holy shit we're in a really bad short position we need to offload these shorts by buying shares so they can return them back to you bob (laughs) and um, we get to a point where people are um, who are holding these shares because imagine you, there's a third party looking at me going, oh my gosh, Kevin owes Bob 100 shares and I have 100 shares myself. I'm not going to sell them to him because you know what? He's going to have to pay through the nose to find somebody who's got 100 shares to pay Bob back or, or else. And so all the people holding on to their stuff and that's part of what the subreddit group is, is just hold your stuff, guys. Just, hold, just don't sell isn't that called a diamond diamond hands? I think is something. The phrase that, yeah. yeah, they've got all kinds of jargon. So you've got paper hands if you sell it before it's really reached its maximum, and then you got diamond hands if you're just squeezing that as hard as you can. Type, yes, I guess the premise would be there. So, so where does technology into, come into play here? Other okay. than other than the Reddit. So obviously, Reddit is an online forum. Um, it, you know, these online forums get a bad rap for a lot of different things where, you know, breeding grounds for hate, misogyny, bigotry, you name it. Um, and now apparently a breeding ground for crazy ass financial investing that doesn't make sense to anyone, <laughs> but somehow helps some people and hurts others. Well, in a way, um, people are getting a lot more educated about stock market. So, you know, it's like a silver lining there, but you're right on the rest of that. <laughs> so, well, um, we're also getting a lot more educated on hate, you know, all those other facets that I mentioned as well. But I mean, at what cost? <laughs> right. All right. So let's turn our attention to the technology of this. So obviously trading isn't done on paper. It's all electronic. Um, you can do a TD Ameritrade. You can do... Um, all these different places. And then the one that's kind of like the disruptor, because there's always a disruptor in every segment is Robinhood. Robinhood is an app that basically says Joe Schmo can invest in the stock market just with their phone. And so a lot of these subredditors free, free trades, right? No commissions. I don't think that's the case. I was reading something where they're kind of more expensive than most people. Anyway, well, that's we'll what I was trying to, to figure out because I thought I saw that it was zero commissions and I was trying to figure out, well, how the hell does Robinhood make money? Yeah. Well, let me, let me walk myself back. I don't know how they make money. So, um, but does the irony not uh, kind of 
<laughs> you know, fall upon you. Robin Hood, steal from the rich, give to the poor, right? Well, and I think that that's what their quote unquote mission was based on too. Right. Which all adds to the irony that Robin Hood updated their app and banned people from buying any more of AMC, GameStop at all because, well, we don't know why, Bob. Why do you think they just randomly banned people? Doesn't that seem weird to just have an arbitrary, oh, we, we won't let you do that anymore? So, f- a couple things. First of all, their their title bar is commission-free uh, stock trading. So, it's com- fr- commission-free investing plus the tools you need. There's got to be a fee somewhere. But- oh, well, yeah. Don't don't let commission fee throw you. It doesn't mean it's free. It just means they charge you a flat fee, possibly. Oh, see our fee schedule. Okay, there you go. All right, so back to your original query, though. Why would they... Oh, great. It's a document? Jesus. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No thanks, PDF. Um, Bob's showing this uh, on our live stream, by the way, for all those who are just listening. We do have a live stream. That is great radio. Sorry, I forgot. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So your original question was, is how do they... um, why would they stop people from trading? Right. Well, my gut tells me that they also operate as somewhat of a hedge fund in the way that they set all this up. So the stocks that people are, or the uh, futures that people are trading on their platform are actually borrowed and there's going to be margin calls on those borrowed stocks on someone's behalf as well. It also yep, gets way more that- interesting to the, than that though, right? Not only did they stop the trading, but they actually started Saw, uh, selling positions that that users were in control of without their consent. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Oh, that's juicy. Yeah, I think that is the big, um, you know, obviously there was going to be some legal ripple downs, but I think on the backside of them, first not allowing users to buy anymore, they started releasing positions on their behalf and they said it was to protect the investors. Yeah. That would be really terrible, that second part. But it's even bad to stop people from trading or buying because they allowed them to sell um, those stocks, but they wouldn't allow them to buy any further, which is like, wait a second, because nobody's stopping the hedge funds from doing this, right? You know, they're they're still still able to buy and sell. And so this smacks of, oh, you mean maybe the CEO and decision makers at Robinhood have positions in these hedge funds potentially, or, you know, and they stand to benefit from a de-escalation of these because right now the prices are crazy. Um, GameStop's 52-week low, if you're looking at the charts, $2.57. And today they went up to $480 and bounced down to $193. And they're presently, ooh, I don't know, somewhere in the 300s right now. Looks so, like yeah. 310, 310 and after hours trading from my last refresh. And so, so down you 15% in after hours. Yeah, you don't have to go back very far to see a pretty steep. <laughs> just like, what did GameStop invent? Well, nothing. <laughs> so that takes me to my next point. Yeah, so on January 27th, it blew up. And today's only the 29th. Um, right. So that takes me to my next point. You know, the, the markets... Uh, Obviously, it wasn't meant to be in this position. This is like an artificial position. And then, so let's ponder real quick the the ethics of that, Bob. Do you find any flaws or faults either by the hedge funds or by the Redditors uh, to manipulate the market 
in this seemingly legal way? Well, I think the thing that I find very interesting is that the hedge funds, traders in general, have been taking advantage of this model for a very long time. These subredditors come in and use the same exact model and everyone starts crying foul. So that would lead me to believe that it's always been a foul, but it was okay if the rich people were doing it and it's not okay if Joe Citizen is doing it. You know, this show is more fun when we don't agree, but I totally agree <laughs> with you. Yeah, I'm just like, wait, because I feel like the hedge fund people are like, wait a second, they figured out our, our yeah, it sounds like clickbait. Use these three simple tricks to do people out of their money. You know, the rich well, keep another, getting richer. Yeah. Another technological aspect of all this is just like the, the cultural awakening through technology, because, you know, the news cycle lasts a half minute and everyone gets fed this information pretty much in real time. And everyone starts to formulate opinions about it. And it's, I, I don't recall I mean, obviously, I'm in a social bubble. We all are, but I don't recall anybody. I don't recall anybody coming to the aid of the hedge fund people or the system and saying that you know these darn kids—they're ruining it for all of you know. It's like most people are like, "Huh, interesting." The way this is shaking out. <laughs> this is why we have groups like QAnon, though, because. People love to fill the gaps and they're like, oh, see, see, this is why Robin Hood did it. These blah, blah, insert, blah, 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 more conspiracy, blah, blah, blahs, you know, thing. And of course, I just said it by saying, well, I'm sure they have a hedge fund, you know, position. So the optics aren't very good. I would like them to explain it. But right. man, this is more fodder for conspiracy, isn't it? They've they've been trying to explain it. Actually, the Robin Hood founder has, I think, had multiple segments on multiple outlets. Um and it's just, you know, he, f he spends most of his time explaining the mission and vision of what Robin Hood is really about <laughs> and dodging, probably because there's, well, there are cases already filed legally, so he can't really discuss them. But, you know, dodging the actual issue of what's taking place. I think that the speculation that they operate themselves as a hedge fund is way less conspiratorial than what I was hearing and thinking yesterday afternoon, you know, cause people were pointing fingers above where Robin hood was and saying that other rich investors who were tied to hedge funds were the ones putting pressure on Robin hood, which I think that that's probably, you'd find that more in a Q thread than, but I think you're probably closer to right by saying, you know, that they're probably operating as a hedge fund as well. That seems to make a lot of logical sense to me. Or, or they have personal investments. But, you know, if I had yeah. a, if I win the lottery, I'm not just going to put it all in my checking account. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be like, all right, take half of it. That's my blow money, and if uh, put it wherever, <laughs> <laughs> and if it's gone, it was house money anyway. Which is kind of the spirit of the Wall Street bets. Uh, Reddit group, oh, but. you meant the money that you, the, the money that you right. could throw away, not the money that right. you were going to use to buy blow. Okay, I got really confused no, there. Not for actual blow. <laughs> Money I could blow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the show, Bob and Kevin Shed does not condone cocaine. Sorry. Um, no, so, only THC. Sorry, not, not sorry, cocaine. Actually. Yeah, THC. It's fine. Uh, so, Bob, have you? do you have Robin Hood on your phone? You ever used I it? I do not, but I was very tempted to get it today. Yeah, but me too. 
Um, <laughs> but I think, so I, in reading that article on CNN, when I first started reading it, um, I was like, oh, I'm going to download the app and check this out. And as I read farther down the app and reading some of these tales of these, you know, people who've, you know, taken from their student loans and, you know, basically sold short, bought short, sold short on money that isn't even theirs. It's borrowed from the government, which is probably a whole nother can of worms. Just some really like sad tales of what these people are doing associated with this uh, Wall Street bets forum. So. It's just so, crazy. So there's definitely a lot of risk. And so I'm on the uh, Robin Hood Wikipedia page. And in June of this year, a University of Nebraska student, Alexander Kearns, committed suicide after seeing a negative cash balance of $730,000 in his Robin Hood margin trading account. It was later discovered that this was a temporary negative balance due to unsettled trading activity. Holy cow. Oh, shit. Well, you know, that's yeah. a whole thing in their forums. It's like going long on dollar sign rope is like a, a, a trope for, you know, it's I'm like going to go suicidal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So going long um, on dollar young, sign rope. And uh, I was reading the articles where people and who wish to me remain nameless took student loan money that they got that they're supposed to pay tuition for and just bet it on the stock market. And That's what I was talking you know, about. That article is so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's just, I, I don't know about you, but I, I just can't. I just can't go all in. You know, with a family and whatnot. So maybe it's a younger. I've got no kids and nothing to lose. Sort of attitude. But man, I've got everything to lose, which is why I wouldn't do that. I mean, I was like, oh man, I bought bought some Bitcoin and I lost my butt, you know, and I sold my position, you know, I ended up losing like a hundred bucks, you know, and I'm like all butthurt about, about that. I couldn't imagine some of these dollar signs, these, these young people are just losing. Yep. Swings of thousands of dollars in afternoons. Um, one line that I did really appreciate that I saw in the CNN article is 4chan meets a Bloomberg terminal in explaining the, uh, the uh, R slash R Wall Street Beats is that what it's called? Wall Street. What is it called? Yeah, uh, Wall, Wall Street, Street bets. 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 Wow, I can't read or speak today. Not a good combo for the uh, pod. But yeah, so uh, 4chan meets Bloomberg Terminal. Very interesting. So I'm stuff. wondering how they get their information. Meaning, is the short position of say Goldman Sachs or whomever is that public information? Does the SEC publish this information because? If so, you can basically replicate this over and over again, right? You can be like, okay, oh, look, if you add up all of these short sales, you know, across all of these hedge funds, these are the ones we need to inflate. And we'll just go back to the bank and we'll basically milk the hedge funds for all they're worth. You would have to think since these are publicly traded entities that the holdings are also public. So... I mean, it, it constitutes well, the wealth of a hedge fund, so they probably well, do have to divulge what they're invested in at any given moment. Well, so I'm curious who has to, to... So let's say you're the hedge fund manager and I borrowed the stocks from you. I, I sold them, so I don't have a holding <laughs> anymore. But you do, technically, because you've got... But you still have an SEC record of that transaction, though. I imagine. And that's the question. Is that is that information that is public? And if so, that's, this is a huge exploit. Because again, I can be like, oh, okay, Wall Street's betting on XYZ to fail. Hey guys, throw all your money at XYZ. 
so that all the short positions can't be covered and they're going to take a bath and have to buy it all back and blah, blah, blah. And you'll be rich. I mean, that sounds like a pretty good hack. Yeah. And one thing about these groups, you know, they're not filled with, I mean, a hundred percent, you know, followers, there's smart people that are in these groups and somebody can drop some financial wisdom. And then it just, you know, by telephone game, just builds momentum, swells, and, and and they storm the they storm the capital, doing like air quotes here. So Dogecoin, I don't know if you heard people talking about that today. So a few months ago, uh, Dogecoin was basically a a uh, cyber. What what do they call it now? God, what crypto? crypto sorry, okay, yeah, cryptocurrency joke. <laughs> So it, it was made as a joke because, you know, the, it, cryptocurrency kind of like JavaScript, there's a new one coming out every six seconds. But um, right. so Dogecoin became a joke. At one point, um, Elon Musk put in his Twitter bio or something that he was the founder of Dogecoin. He's referenced it a couple of times and every time he's referenced it, it spiked. Um <laughs> And yesterday when Robinhood started halting transactions, in effect, um, you know, and then in addition, like selling positions for people without their permission, the subreddit community for, you know, this channel decided that they wanted to go to crypto because crypto wasn't regulated the same way that, you know, these positions for hedge funds, these short sales were, and they set a goal to raise raise dogecoin to a dollar and it was trading at you know sub penny i think at the time last i checked it's up over four cents um so that's a significant gain and uh guess what robin hood did with dogecoin bandit yep stopped allowing transactions so robin hood's batting like ofer right now i don't see how they're going to survive this so the there's lots like I said there's a lot of layers to this onion. One of the interesting layers is is does this hedge fund managers do the big brokerages do they rely on the fact that we are all individuals um trying to compete with them versus uh you know equals. So I imagine Goldman Sachs and I don't know I don't know any other financial places. <laughs> You know, they probably have some sort of like gentlemen's agreements and stuff like that. I don't know. They're probably not allowed to have them, but they know who the competition is. But if if we were to suddenly to rally 100,000 people and just say, hey, you know what? Just give 10 bucks. That's a million dollars. We just raised that Goldman Sachs and these other people were not tracking or is just going to come into the market somehow, some way. So it's in a way ruin someone's day. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, what it is, is it's possibly changing the calculus of these investment firms. Now, on the other hand, I'm sure you've got a 401k. I've got a tiny one, but this could actually affect, I haven't looked at mine. This could actually affect us negatively, right? I was looking at the broader markets yesterday because I was really intrigued by it. And I watched um, in specific the way that the pre-market trading was going, the Dow futures and the futures were actually, you know, down by minuscule amounts. So it looked like the market was going to trade flat at one point yesterday, the overall market was up 600 points. 
um, the Dow was, it did actually settle back down a little bit, but it could have, I mean, I think the biggest question comes in the sustainability of a movement like that. If it could be sustained for extended periods of time, they could definitely have long-term impacts to the markets. Um, but there was, you know, there was a slight bump yesterday. And I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, what was going on with the subreddit trading. Today, the markets were down even, but the, you know, the commodities or the the positions that the subredditors had actually performed really well today versus a, an underperforming, you know, rest of the market. Let's so, yeah, that. I just wonder about the sustainability. Long term, I don't oh. think they can sustain it. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think so. I, I think in the end, the house always wins because I always think of the stock market as the casino, and you know the hedge fund fund managers they're they're going to make their money. They're definitely taking a loss here, but you know what? They're not just going to accept it. There's just no way they're gonna they're gonna call their friends, which they may have called Robin Hood conspiracy theory. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna make sure that you can't do this. And that's why I was kind of interested to see some of the politicians and talking heads who normally don't get along. They can't even agree on whether or not puppies are great or not, you know? So, um, they're getting along with this and I'm like, wow, you know, what does this mean? And, and actually coming down on these, on the side of Joe, the plumber, if you will, the every man, every woman. Um, so it was, it's just really interesting, but this is all going to end badly, right? Because, um, I heard somebody on the radio yesterday trying to explain it. And they're like, yeah. And so when people buy all this stock from GameStop and they sell it to them um, and then the price goes up, they're going to have to pay all that money. They being GameStop's going to have to pay all the money once they want to sell that back. I'm like, that is, oh my God, nobody knows how the stock market works. No, GameStop is not selling you the person that they, they've already, they issue it and then you can buy it. So they don't have to buy it back. Anyway, there's just so much confusion. Right, how this. it all works, exactly. Um, have you ever done day trading or anything like that? I've done it. I did not. Um, I Too many stories of like, I'm in, I was in a great spot. I took a nap. I woke up and it was all gone. I just, <laughs> I can't play that game. My attention just is too, you know, you know me, I'm flighty. <laughs> well, um, so many years ago, maybe 15, 16 years ago, um, I was doing some day trading penny stocks because if it's a if it's a nickel a share, you can buy a lot of shares, and it doesn't need to go up very much in order for it to you know turn into real money. But that's the opposite is also true. It doesn't need to go down much either for you to just totally lose it. Were so you doing that through forex? Is that was uh, at the time? It might have been E Trade. I mean, this was a long time. Okay. This is E. I think E Trade got acquired by TD Ameritrade at some point. Or anyway. Um, and then I tried with uh, Movie Pass um, not that long ago, and because Movie Pass was like we're you were dying. day trading we're, Movie Pass. Uh, day trade is probably a strong word. I I, uh, I bought like a thousand shares, and it was they were like ten cents a share. So I was like, were you trying to for short 100 it? Bucks. Were you trying no. to short it? Uh, I was just. Oh, you I thought was, it was going to go up. Yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. I still don't. But <laughs> I bought it for like. 10 cents a share, 100 shares, or 1,000 shares. So I'm like, I, got, I own 1,000 shares in MoviePass. Of course, you know, all the headlines at the time are um, MoviePass is getting all this money. AMC hates them for it. That's not sustainable. I'm like, 
yeah, but I own a thousand shares. What if, what if it's the next, you know, dream up something. And literally the week after they did a reverse stock split. I didn't know you could do a reverse stock split. I know what a stock split is. Yeah. Reverse stock split doesn't sound good at all. No. So they said, Oh, Kevin, I see you've got a thousand shares. Just kidding. You've got 250 shares, except we're going to quadruple the price. So now they're worth 40 cents each. So, so it's the same value, but do you, do you know why they do that? Because when it's uh, 10 cents a share, it's, you know, it doesn't go, it's hard to go down to zero, but when it's up to 40 cents a share, you've got a lot more room to go down. So I'm like, shit, within like days, it goes from 40 cents a share down to like a nickel. And I'm like, not only do I only have 250 shares, it's worth like a fourth of what it was. So, I mean, it's just, it was just like, oh my gosh, trial by fire, learning the wrong way. So yeah, I, I'm not, (laughs) the Bob and Kevin show will not be giving any sort of financial (laughs) investing advice because we've lost our butt probably, well, we've lost a little bit in Bitcoin, made a little bit back. Hey, now and I actually came out ahead in Bitcoin. Do you, do you have a story? By the way, it's, I'm looking at the number. It's thirty four thousand dollars right now. So it was up to forty one or stories? something. No, it, I, I, I I got out at sixteen. Yeah, I, I think I got out around there too. So at the time, I only had like I bought in for like fifteen dollars because my son thinks that you've got when you buy Bitcoin, you can only buy them and hold whole bitcoins i'm like no no you can buy them in satoshis and all these like fractions and 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 things like that he's like oh i'm like yeah i own like point zero 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 you know lots of zeros one bitcoin and yeah i think i went from 15 dollars of us dollars and it was like 60 dollars i took i'm like i'm cashing out so i went and got lunch or something you know that's about as exciting as it gets for me, that's that's my only winning story right there. We watched it go down pretty hard before it bounced back up, though. So they called it what the crypto winter because you and I had bought in like was it spring or winter of twenty eighteen. It was like peaking, and then it was just like free fall, like a parachute. Man, it was oh, like yeah. ah. I ran out of I ran out of energy to keep buying. <laughs> Like I did buy as it was tumbling and I was just like, I can't keep throwing money at this. This is awful. Have we, here it is 2021. I have some breaking news. Uh Uh-oh, go for it. Not only do we have some people watching the stream, we have someone who actually put a chat in the stream from (laughs) Facebook. (laughs) Kevin Wiegand, another Kevin. I have 3,000 Kevins in my life, but uh, Kevin Wiegand, longtime fan of the show. He says the 1% will always make sure the average person does not have a chance. Our government will always create laws to protect big business. Frowny face. Well, the, and the reason we the government will make those laws is because the rich people are the senators. And the and uh, we've got a few representatives that, you know, go in all gung-ho as freshmen, like, I'm going to change Washington. And then, like... A year in, they're ready for. They're like, "Oh, I've got a re-election because I'm a representative. I, I, I have to get re-elected every two years." And they're like, "Yeah, just yeah, I'm just part of the machine now." And then the next person's like, oh, "I'm gonna change Washington." It's just over and over and over. So yeah, I, I, I agree with that sentiment. So, my question is, we've talked about Robinhood a lot. There's other apps that did similar behaviors yesterday by freezing out. F- 
you know, further purchases. I think you and I have kind of centralized on the idea slash conspiracy that, uh, that they, these apps are working as hedge funds themselves. Where does this leave the, I mean, does this leave opportunity in the marketplace to create a better trading app or do you think we're stuck with what we have? I think trade, it's like the tax code system investing is so complicated because there's just like, you have to be a real insider to really, you know, be super good at it. And then uh, the app is meant to simplify it, keep it simple, stupid. So I, I really think in order to play to the lowest common denominator, which is what an app consumer is, I think you got to, keep it simple. And I, I just, I think we're power users and the people in these Redditor groups are even smarter, way smarter than us at investing. I think, uh, Robin hood would be fine to be honest, because there'll be a bunch of hubble up, but most people would be like, I don't understand it anyway, unless I listen to this podcast, of course. Really? Cause oh. I still don't understand it and I'm on the podcast. <laughs> Damn. So Damn you. <laughs> yeah. You huh. know, I, I think there could be, um, some sort of confederation or fe- federation, if you will, of people who are like, Hey, I'm just a person and I need to connect with other people and we're just going to pool our money and we're going to invest. And I think that's also called a hedge fund. <laughs> so I think, um, we might have some independent hedge funds crop up because of this, but at the end of the day, the people who really understand the game are going to win because all of this is just a game. It's a casino. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just so funny the way people are crying about somebody else treating it like a casino, even though the quote unquote markets have been treating it like that since the dawn of the markets. So I used to think investing, though, was a zero sum game. Are you familiar with the term zero sum game? Moderately. Pretty sure we've talked about it on the show before. So zero sum game. If I have a bag of apples, I have 10 apples. If I give you one, I only have nine. There's still only 10 apples. I right. can give you the all 10, 10 apples. Right. Yeah, that we don't change the number. So that's what a zero sum game is. So I used to think the stock market kind of worked that way. Hey, if a stock sells for $25, that means somebody's out $25, which is true. But the other one gained $25. But if they bought it for 20, you know, they actually made $5. You know, if, if you do all the math, is it a zero sum game that there's only so much money? And the answer is no, not for the stock market, because you can sell stock for any price you want. Just because it says twenty dollars there on the New York Time or New York Stock Exchange doesn't mean I can't sell it to you for two hundred. I can do it. Right. <laughs> so if you find a willing inf- buyer, yeah, sure. Exactly. And that's all it really is. All you're seeing there is people where's the where's the needle at of people's willingness to buy and sell? Where's the where's the needle at? Because if I put it in order right now and it goes up a little bit, um, am I guaranteed that amount? Well, it depends on your your t- trade terms. You know, sometimes you get the end of day price. Sometimes you get the intraday price. Sometimes you get the opening price. Sometimes you get these, the smoky backroom cigar price, <laughs> you know? And um, so it's not a zero sum game. So, but in a way, and you and I have talked about it, it's all kind of fake money, right? I mean, isn't all money really fake? But well, and, and that's the, that's some of the scary part of it is the fact that it can be like de objectified. I mean, like it, it, at some point it has not enough value to, to be looked at with the reverence it should be, especially these people that are socking 
every penny in their bank account in to try to turn it into 10,000 times that. That's just crazy. So let's put on our tinfoil hats a little bit because America loves conspiracy, it seems. (laughs) So if I'm a big tech giant and my last name starts with Z and rhymes with Uckerberg, uh, I won't (laughs) tell you who, though. Um, (laughs) um, I'm sure I've got... (laughs) <laughs> right. I'm sure I've got a lot of money in hedge funds and I'm, I'm pretty sure that some, some of my hedge funds are going to get nailed for this. Right. So you can kind of start seeing how people are going to start forming their opinion, depending on how, much, what side of this coin you're on. Are you on the side that's fighting the man, the Redditors, or are you the man getting, <laughs> getting walloped? Right. Uh yeah, I, I'm still struggling with Mark. Uh, do you think he's in hedge funds? I well, like like I said earlier, if I had a, a billion dollars, it ain't all going to my checking account. And you know, I'm, I'm going to take halvesies, five hundred million, and put, place it on on red or black at the at the stock market casino, right? Yeah. <sighs> But yeah, you're totally going, if, if you've got those kind of interests, you're not going to be rah-rah for the little guy. And that's one of the major problems. You're going to be looking out for a number one, even though you don't need that money, you're still going to, I think, you know, greed begets greed and you don't want anybody squeezing in on oh, your yeah. play money even. When the Bob and Kevin show becomes the number one podcast in the world, we'll invite Joe Rogan over and be like, hey, Joe, you know, you had a good run. And uh, when we're counting our billions, Bob, um, we can <laughs> then go, you know what? We've made it to the top. Now what? And what we'll do is go, you know what? I see Bill Gates on that list of most rich people. You too, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. But you know what? I'm coming for you. Because once you get that rich, that's about all you got left. I just want to be the, I want, I want the accolades at this point. So yeah, I, I really do think that you know, that those one percenters, as the other Kevin would say, they're definitely not going to sit around and be like, oh, they got us this time. No, no, no. They're going to be like, what happened and how we stopped this again and how do we get our money back? Yeah, that's what I'm afraid is that, you know, it's going to push it to the point where now people like you and I can't really get in the, you know, futures short selling game or, you know, get squeezed out of a a chance to make something, you know, it's like, I don't like, I don't like that there's, and let's be clear. I'm much closer. I think we both are. We're much closer to the privilege end of the spectrum than the little guy end of the spectrum. So it's important to note that, but I still, I'm not, we're not stratospheric enough that we can't want to root for, you know, people that we used to be like not that long ago to be able to have a chance. And I think some of the stuff is going to take that chance even more away. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be going to work Monday. I'll, I'll definitely yeah. be going to work Monday. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, because the hedge fund people, they need, they need a gut check because what they do is they get too greedy and they'd be like, Oh, let's short all this and let's go all in on this because we see the writing on a wall for GameStop and whatnot. And so now they got a gut check. So what they really need to do is, you know, invest more responsibly, gamble more responsibly, if you will. <laughs> right. And um, what I also see is possibly the hedge fund people casting the Redditors is 
this is why your 401k is going down. It's because of them, you know, and they, they point to the other guys when it's really, it's like, well, maybe you should have been shorting these stocks as aggressively as you've been doing. Maybe, maybe you got to own some of this here. Yeah. It'd be great if they learned a lesson, but I'm not holding my breath. (laughs) Yeah. Can I shift it to something a little lighter to end the show on? Cause we actually haven't had an episode since the, uh, uh, let me ask you a question then as we shift in the last two weeks, have you seen any pictures of Bernie Sanders on the internet? I saw the whole mitten one, but I'm, <laughs> I don't understand because I'm off Twitter and I don't understand what the, what the craziness is. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm going to love to explain this to you. So <laughs> as, as you're most mostly aware of, we had an inauguration, uh, what a couple weeks ago now, not even two weeks two Wednesdays ago or something like that. Right. Yep. Uh, or a Wednesday, two Wednesdays ago. Yeah. So, uh, at the inauguration, it was a, you know, a veritable who's who of the political and because it's a who's who of the political world, it becomes a who's who of the fashion world. You know, you've got mega, mega performing artists, even though there's no audience there, you've got, you know, past first ladies, and so you have designers, you know, just making all these great politically, socially stated outfits that just look like a million bucks. Some of them probably were damn near close to that. And then you have good old Mr. Bernie Sanders. He comes, he sits in the socially distanced section on a folding chair, very unassuming folding chair. He has a, a yellow, one of those yellow nine by 12 envelopes clutched in his arm, some other paperwork. He's wearing a very modest winter coat, you know, not even a long coat, just like a waistcoat and, and these knitted recycled felted mittens. And he's sitting there with his mask on his arms crossed with these mittens on over his, you know, crossed legs. And it just, it became a thing. And so since he was sitting in that socially distant space, which was kind of a whitish backdrop, it was just begging to be turned transparent around him. And so <laughs> of course, <laughs> the internet was just flooded with Bernie Sanders in that outfit, sitting on that chair, sometimes not sitting on the chair. I'll get to that in a minute, but um, it just, it became a movement, you know, not unlike the, uh, the short selling of GameStop, but uh, it kind of was the, one of the light moments that I think we needed in social and tech, but some of the executions were outstanding. Do you remember the, did you watch the movie ghost when you were a much younger person? Oh yes. The scene with, uh, Oh Demi yeah. Moore I know what you're talking about. <laughs> somebody rotoscoped, uh, Bernie Sanders into that scene with his mittens on reaching around, holding the clay. And... <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, there was a, there were a couple of, uh, Another pop culture reference, Conor McGregor fought last weekend, came back to the octagon after a year layoff and somebody, his fight prior or earlier in his career against, uh, Khabib, I can't butcher his last name. Anyway, the current belt holder in that division choked him out, but somebody put Bernie Sanders on (laughs) his back, choking him out. And uh, there was another one where Bernie was laying on the ground, giving someone an arm bar in the cage. So the mittens were in play, (laughs) the jacket. It was just beautiful. So many, so many wonderful executions. (laughs) 
that that's the the part I miss about Twitter. I really don't miss the other ninety nine percent though. Uh, see, it's I think it might have even bled into Instagram because you're still on Insta, right? I I am, but I, I just don't look anymore. And I'm I'm. Do not hire Kevin as your social media manager. I am just a lazy dog right now. I I did well. I bought you know that CNC machine. I have a CNC machine that I got. I put it together. That's as far as I made it. But I'm I'm, I'm more of a spend less time on the internet type than I used to be now. Yeah, I'm still not. I still I still love it. It makes me giggle. Um, you know, <laughs> other than the parts that make me cry, it makes me giggle. All right, Bob. Yeah. So for everybody who's listening, I am the social media manager for the Bob and Kevin show. Um, you can find us on all the platforms. So it's okay if you're addressing the show as Bob, because Kevin's never going <laughs> to see it. He's never going to nope. answer. So you can just be like, Hey, Bob from the Bob and Kevin show. And I'll know, and you'll know that it's me that's answering back. So where can you find the show, Kevin? Uh, tell them. W- tell the people. www.bobandkevin.show. That's literally Bob, the word and, Kevin.show. We got one of those crazy top-level domains. We could have went with .com, which actually I think we do on that too. But anyway, .show makes totally more sense. .triplex, don't go to that one. Uh, but .show is a really good one. <laughs> so uh, where else are we? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I don't even have Facebook. So back to that whole, if you want to talk to the show, you're really talking to Bob. <laughs> yeah. We're on all the, uh, we're on all the, all the medias. Uh, yep. And if you just search Bob and Kevin show, you can find the podcast pretty much wherever podcasts are streamed. Just got a big shout out from uh, JPC, John Coulter. Say hello, Kevin. Hello, you met, John. You met John, right? Oh yeah. Big teddy bear. Oh yeah, I think he's a I think he's an aspiring actor, if I'm not mistaken. I don't even know if aspiring. I think he's Ooh, he's he's, he's appeared a heart, in he's an A lister. He is yes, nice. he is. Check out his IMDb. He's quickly uh, racking up the credits. So uh, yeah, big shout out to John, fan of the show. And uh, your videos jumping all over the place. So I think it's probably time to wrap <laughs> it up. Um, so remember. All you people out there in Reddit land, don't play if you can't pay. Uh, don't take money from your student loans to invest in hedge funds or short sales. Uh, just not a good idea. But if you do hit it big, good on you. Stick it to the man. That's all I got. What do you got, Kevin? Um, yeah. I I set myself a $200 budget when I go to Vegas, and it's gone in like five minutes at the $5 blackjack table. And I just walk around and get drunk the rest of the time. Um, so when I'm back here in not Vegas land, I just know my limits and I just stay away from that anymore. So please don't lose your life savings based on anything you're reading on the interwebs because chances are you're the ones making them rich, not the other way around. That's what I yeah. got. Very cool. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, I'm bringing up the music. Eventually, it's going to drop us, drown us out on the live stream. But uh, have a great week. Catch you on the next time. Bye. See ya.